Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation is proud to present Philanthropy and Friends, the podcast that explores the positive impact of philanthropy and nonprofits in our communities. With your host, Jane Powell. Hi, my name is Jane Powell. Welcome to Community Connections, brought to you by the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation. This is a show showcasing community involvement. Today, I have members of Keep Your Faith organization here, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Alicia Allen. Hi, Jane. Hi, Alicia, you are the clinical director. Yes. So you're gonna tell us ways to keep our ourselves healthy today. I'm excited to learn about that. Yes, I think a lot of people are interested after the year that we've had. And we also have another guest, Tarika Maxwell. You're a therapist with Keep Your Faith. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, Keep Your Faith is growing. You are expanding. Yes, ma'am, rapidly. And we are so grateful to be able to uh, extend our reach of services. It's just been an exciting year. Um, you have a new office? We do, on Courier Street, it's 1313 Courier Street. We share a small nonprofit space. It's real, I, I say small, but it's a really, really nice office space. It was a physician's office. We were able to convert into a therapy space, and we share that. Um, we're Suite B at 1313 Courier Street. We share the building with Childhood Language Center right across the street from Piedmont, so it's been a really great location. Ah, oh, I'm a Piedmont student. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, long time ago, but that was my school. Um, before we jump into the therapy piece of Keep Your Faith, it is a, an organization that touches a lot of different pieces of the community. Can you just give me a broad overview? Sure, so Keep Your Faith Corporations, KYFC for short. Mm -hmm. It's been around for quite some time actually, but it's a grassroots mission, it's a nonprofit. Um, started as a literacy-based group, literacy-focused group, just mm -hmm. mentoring kids, assist, helping folks. We, we were school-based and we would help kids um, with reading and writing that extended into um, trying to help with more um, developmental delays um, or any, kind, any way that we could move forward academic and individual development. So that has um, moved into programs like our clinical outreach program, uh, which provides counseling services on site and in response to crisis um, school, it, on, it, at, on site at the schools or if we need to at home if we have something happen like a pandemic mm -hmm. so that we can continue um, services that way. We have telehealth um, that also helps us sort of remove some barriers if, if we have any physical barriers that don't allow us to provide face-to-face -face services. Um, but outside of the, the counseling and therapy programs, we also work, we have a Westside Grown Project, which is um, a food insecurity program that is it operates at, uh, we have a couple of school partners, um, so Mary C. Snow, Piedmont Elementary, okay. here at Capitol High School. Um, so we work with, um, let's consider marginalized populations. I, I hate to, I, sometimes it bothers mm -hmm. me to talk about my own community in, in ways that, um, that highlight what we're missing, uh, but that's sort of what has, um, that's sort of what's directed our growth so that we can fill those gaps. So we, and I'm, I'm a therapist obviously, so even through the gardening piece and the food insecurity stuff, we try to focus on self-sufficiency self and uh, make sure that we move forward social emotional um, development through gardening. So we do things like yoga, we have a horticultural therapy program. 
You are speaking my language. <laughs> so programs that I love. Yes, and so um, those are sort of supplemental to the west to the food insecurity portion, um, which is based around gardening and um, pop-up markets. So we have our students um, manage our gardens um, along with our farm managers, but. We do that so that we can kind of create this farm-to-table experience, um, but they, they manage the garden from um, planting to harvest, which is really cool to watch, and there's a lot of uh, barriers to harvesting, so that helps us promote resilience in the kids um, as they nurture their own food, so that's exciting. So you mentioned the schools that you partner with. I know um, I first met you through Mary C. Snow Elementary, um, and you do do a lot of work in that school, and thank goodness that you do. Um, you guys need each other, so I like yes. that. <laughs> yes. Um, is it a community that is open to therapy? So is there resistance? There can't. Well, I will say this: with our kiddos, they're absolutely receptive. And one of the things that's so wonderful about the way the organic growth that we've been able to continue with Keep Your Faith. Um, is that we've been able to garner the trust of our community members, our partners, um, and I know I mentioned the school partners, but our after-school partners, Bob Burdett Center, I don't want to leave those folks out there. Such a great help um, in providing access to kids who need those services. Mm -hmm. um, so what the, I feel like one of the barriers that we've had to um, overcome or accommodate in terms of uh, connecting to families and uh, increasing how folks receive therapy services. Um, it's really been about trust, trust mm -hmm. around public systems, health systems, um, you know, healthcare agencies. So we find that if they're, if these are outside organizations, that it's really hard to, um, it's really hard to connect with families in a way that, that you're able to move forward with direct service. So it's things like diagnosis and um, assessment, treatment planning and individual counseling. And in terms of continuity of care, you may um, speak with someone initially, but there's nervousness around what you're gonna find out um, and a stigma that what we find out is not gonna be, we're not gonna be strength-based, that it's gonna be around finding problems and issues that, um, that people feel insecure about exposing um, so we just want to we want to reassure folks that um, connecting with therapy services really is about um, it's really it, it's a it's a strength-based service so I love that phrase um, strength-based so you're not looking for the bad you're looking for the good absolutely and how to increase the good and manage um, negative emotions because we all experience those so whatever where roots whatever they're rooted in or the, what triggers um, perpetuate those negative emotions we process those things in therapy mm -hmm. so we're looking to resolve those issues not to um, you know not to highlight anyone's problems or barriers so. um, you mentioned the schools and and the outreach that you're doing, this has been a tough year for that. Yes. Um, so I know you have some tools that you um, work with when you see them in person and they can take home. And um, Tarika, tell me about the calm down kits and calm down uh, rooms corners. or spaces, corners. Yes. So um, we decided that we were gonna help kids have a space all of their own. Like 
in their house, they will have a corner where they can go there, and if they're feeling stressed, they can de-stress. It helps them to de-escalate when they're feeling angry. Mm -hmm. So in our kits, we have a couple different things like to help with fidgeting, to help with anxiety, just to help these kids refocus their energy elsewhere so that they can calm down and it's kind of like play therapy so they don't even know they're doing it. It's just something they're doing that's fun for them, mm -hmm. but it just so happens to actually help them. So we did kits and Alicia, tell her about our kits. <laughs> so um, just some history and background. I think the Calm Down mm -hmm. kits were born out of, like you said, we were mentioned earlier, we connected at Mary C. Snow mm -hmm. and one of the programs that Mary C. Snow piloted um, were their calm down corners in the school. Um, and so we did some research around the evidence-based um, material that that sort of teaches us what um, what symptoms are targeted by calm down corners. So Tarika mentioned fidgeting and um, lack of concentration or mm -hmm. impulsiveness, things of that nature. Um, so the pandemic happened and it changed the landscape of the way that we work and connect with families. Right. So uh, Calm Down Corners in the school um, were not accessible when folks were, when there were school closures and, um, you know, there were even childcare closures. There weren't any, uh, kids weren't leaving the home. And so in order to, they weren't leaving the home. However, those symptoms were increasing. Absolutely. Right? So right. in our um, connection with those families and in, trying to just regulate the home environment, which was now the learning environment, we were able to model these kits after the evidence that is um, available around Calm Down Corners. Wow. So it's about sensory engagement. We use sensory engagement um, items, to toys really, in the, the Calm Down kits to um, rely on sensory engagement in order to help de-escalate um, crisis, to improve stress response, um, to manage those negative emotions that we talked about earlier. You know, as we talk about these calm down corners, I'm kind of thinking to myself, I have a calm down corner in my house, yeah. but I never called it that. Absolutely. But I have a, a favorite chair and a little place that... It's yours. It's mine. Absolutely. Yes. And it's where I go and where I feel very peaceful. So, mm -hmm. huh, never thought of it in those terms. And they're really fun. We, we provide some smart watches and it lets it helps with biofeedback so we exercise deep breathing and kids mm -hmm. are able to um, model that deep breathing on their own when they so it's sort of about creating those habits so that they become involuntary in response to stressful situations or stimuli that might be harmful yeah now is um, the calm down kits I guess are something is it truly a kit that you give them it, um, but you're also working with and I'm gonna say it wrong School, school, schoology. Schoology. Yes. I get that wrong every time. <laughs> You're working with schoology. Kind of. How does that work? So again, um, and from the parent perspective, I got really familiar with schoology because my kids were home and moving through the e-learning experience. Mm -hmm. So Canal County Schools uses a platform um, called Schoology to host conferences to. Um, provide virtual learning mm -hmm. for Kanawha County School students. Right. And in order to do that, um, in order to sort of to continue to to increase access to social emotional supports, um, because again we were experiencing school closures, childcare closures, all of those things. Yeah. 
um, we were able to work with the Canal County Schools administrators. It, again, it's nonprofit work. Um, so we were able to, uh, we were given a Schoology access code. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to upload all of our materials, lots of uh, psychoeducation, different um, relaxation routines, and also real-time access to therapists through um, through Schoology, the Schoology wow. So parents get our Schoology access code, and we receive a lot of referrals that way. That's huge. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we that's huge because you get the tools to them mm -hmm. on their on means that they're already using. Yeah, absolutely, which I love that they don't have to find a new way to mm -hmm. access it. Mm -hmm. So that's really nice. Um, I, I I'm just amazed at how much the organization has grown and, and what you all are doing for the community. And when I, I talk about the community, Alicia, you've taken on a new role on top of this work, and I'm so proud of you. Tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. Well, I am, uh, the, my new title is the mental health coordinator. So this is maybe day three of week three. Okay. So bear with me, um, but I'm really excited to be back home. I did move away for a little while and I was able to come back home and connect with our city administration just to help move mental health care forward in our city. We want to um, increase our response to mental health care, make sure that we have um, best practices when it comes to prevention measures, and obviously um, that, those, that's what I do in, in our grant projects and what we the same thing that we do to move our clinical outreach forward in our uh, So that's that mental health coordinator for the city of Charleston. Yes, it is. I love saying that. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much, Dane. Thank you. So a new, uh, another new job, and that's on top of uh, a, a thriving career with Keep Your Faith. Thank you. Um, expanding Keep Your Faith yes. and, and learning to work in this hybrid uh, school and, and online world to keep your students uh, healthy. I love that. And you're getting their hands in the soil, and I love that. Thank you. Um, that's just so important. So thank you so much. I know ways that people can get in touch are through your website. Yes. And that is kyfc.org. Yes. Um, and the phone number would be 304-981-1412. We have that on screen. And then you also have a Facebook page that they can follow along. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I look forward to hearing good things about you. Thank you for having us, Jane. Yes, Thank you for All having right. us. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been Community Connections brought to you by the Greater Canal Valley Foundation. We'll see you next time. For more info on the Greater Canal Valley Foundation, visit us online at tgkvf.org.